Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. 94.9 The Rock, GTA's Rock Station. Just after 5 a.m. on December 1st, let the silly season begin. <laughs> Pop bubbles, advent calendars. Yeah, get Especially her going. Advent beer calendars that are available, too. Mm-hmm. Start heading to the mall, get me some shopping done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Flick the lights on today. All right. We will be fully... Uh, Ensconced in the season. I was at the mall yesterday, actually. Well, how was it? Was, it? Uh, it was reasonable. Yeah? Yeah. What we're... time of the day were you there? Uh, midday. Oh, yeah, not bad. People yeah. at work. Middle of the day. Well, not everyone's at work. It's, no. still, it's still busy enough. Well, those people who are working from home. <laughs> That's right. They get some of their shopping done. <laughs> I saw a few of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really like working from home. I get so much more done. <laughs> All right. Keep that going. For yeah. Me. You'll be like the doctors. The people who are still working from home who enjoy it will be milking this to the last <laughs> second. And and they will just be the grump. They'll be like four-year-olds pouting when, when they, they come back. back. Oh. Uh-huh. Hey, um, Sharon, just had a question for you. Don't bother me. Uh, not in the mid-afternoon. Don't bother me. This is around time I would have been having my wine. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that anymore. Anyhow, yeah, it's uh, it's fully underway. Malls and stores are all playing their Christmas music, and so yeah, enjoy it. Uh, I, I read somewhere there's like a a quarter of people say they they do absolutely nothing uh, for Christmas, and it's not related to religion. It's just they're like, nah, we don't bother. Really? Isn't that funny? Eh? Like, I, I get if you're single, if you're on your own, whatever. Yeah, I guess you could just say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not getting involved. But there's so many elements to it. That how do you avoid it all? Like even going over to your families for Christmas, you right. know, for a meal even. Like I guess to say they do nothing. Maybe they don't put up lights or a tree or they don't buy gifts. Right. You know, I couldn't imagine, you know, if you had a family ever turning to them and saying, hear me out on this. I got an idea. <laughs> we'll just cancel. Let's just not bother with it. I mean... You can you can get away with saying, you know, I think you can get away with saying sometimes Valentine's Day. A bit of the Hallmark holiday. Oh, it is the Hallmark right? holiday. Yes, I don't really uh, subscribe to the Valentine's Day thing. Mm. Even if saying that, you still recognize that the day exists. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, Christmas, and again, not being religious or not, I mean, the kids are off. Everything changes. It's right. a holiday season. Obviously, if you have kids, it's probably pretty tough to ignore that it mm. exists. I mean, I guess if you wanted to, you could look at Christmas just like Valentine's. I mean, it really is just a marketing tool for people to spend their money. Oh, there's sure that whole Jesus born thing. <laughs> right. But it, he really didn't. He wasn't really born on December 25th. He was born in like April. But let's not let the, the facts get in the way of a good story. Um, so it really is, at the end of the day, you know, just a, a, a way for people to hawk their wares. That's the, either way, it's the holiday season, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. If you don't uh, subscribe to the holiday, at least yeah, maybe the New Year part of it. Mm. <laughs> you can say that that doesn't exist. Countdown is on for me till January 1st. That is by far my favorite day, day of this whole month. Oh, yeah? Because that's when it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I love that meal, that midday lunch on January 1st, and then I just realized, like a bear, I can hibernate for the next three months. Beautiful. Variety decided that they were going to do a deep dive on Seinfeld 
and come up with the 10 best episodes ever. Okay. That would be tough. There's a lot of good ones. Yes. And I'm sure when we when we share these with you, there will be some that you agree with and some that you disagree with. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's okay. You can disagree. Don't get so upset you send us death threats. Right. It's what, right. Yes. It's what we do these days. <laughs> How can you say that? I wish you dead and your whole family. So anyhow, we'll uh, we'll go over these with you. It's Seinfeld and the best ten episodes uh, according to Variety. Okay. Oh, sorry, production value. Yeah, a little, little production value there. All right. Well, listen, this show does bill into the thousands of dollars. So <laughs> we've got that kind of money to throw oh, around. Good to know. Yeah. Um, the switch at number ten from season six. This is where Jerry wants to date his girlfriend's roommate, and we learn. The Kramer's first name is Cosmo. Right. Now, they don't go into why they think these are the top ten. They just they just post them. Okay. Uh, the Race, season six, is number nine. This is Jerry uh, dates a woman whose boss turns out to be his old high school rival. Oh. Now, I remember this one as being one of the ones I thought was weaker. Yeah. I, when you said The Race, I thought it was the, uh, the cancer walk that uh, Kramer did. Right. Just so much better. Yeah. The cancer ribbon. Uh, at number eight, now this one I think should be at least top five, but it's number eight, season nine. It's called The Strike, but it's the Festivus yes. episode. How is that? That's at eight? Yeah, one of the all-time wow. greats, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's called The Strike because uh, it was the bagel shop strike that they were having, right? Right. Uh, top of the muffin to you. Actually, no, the muffin shop, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things I love about you right. in television and movies yeah. is, is your recall of lines and things right. from things from 20 and 25 years ago. <laughs> but you haven't seen a movie <laughs> in 20 or 25 years. I've seen a few Seinfelds and watched a lot of reruns of it, too. Was it your, uh, was it your favorite? I think it's one of my favorite sitcom of yeah. all time, yeah. You think so? Yeah. yeah. I'm in the middle of just wrapping up uh, Two and a Half Men. Okay. I'm into the Ashton Kutcher years. All right. It didn't go well. I watched I, I watched the early years of that and it was it was good. Yeah. And, but it's funny once you get with, with with kid actors once the kids grow up a little bit too much it's mm. it's not as funny anymore. No. I found the same with Modern Family. This the strike episode at number 8 the Festivus might still to this day and with us being at December 1st why not enjoy once again. Many Christmases ago I went to buy a doll for my son. <laughs> I reached for the last one they had. But so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. <laughs> and oh. at the festivus dinner, you gather your family around... And tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. <laughs> Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. <laughs> Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. Hey! Happy Festivus, everyone! <laughs> Welcome, newcomers. <laughs> The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. And now, as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. Not the feats of strength. <laughs> this year, the honor goes to Mr. Kramer. Okay. Frank, no offense, but this holiday's a little... 
out there. Kramer, you, you can't go. Who's going to do the feats of strength? Until you pin me, George. Festivus is not over. Oh, please, somebody stop this. Let's rumble. This is the best Festivus ever. And, you know, that's such a great example of how, and it's been said many times about Seinfeld, if it wasn't for George and Kramer, right. the dad, Lane, the show would have been a stiff. Supporting cast. The least funny person on that show was Jerry. How was that eighth? Yeah, weird, eh? It's brilliant. At seven, the outing from season four. A journalist thinks Jerry and George are gay. Right, yep. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yep. Of course, there was so many great lines. Janine Garofalo, Garofalo played that. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Now, this one, again, shocking that it isn't top three. The contest from season four. Master of Your Own Domain. Yes. Really? How can that not be top three? That's at what, six? That's at uh, six, yeah. That's crazy. And then five and four, really, I think, were two episodes that really proved the show was about nothing. It was the parking garage where they just walk around in season three. They right. lost the car. Yeah. And uh, the Chinese restaurant in season yes. two. Both brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, they were they were great. Uh, the library. Is, now, this is number three. Yeah. The library from season three. A library cop comes after Jerry. Again, Mr. I don't think it was that funny. Mr. Bookman. Yeah. And number two, the soup Nazi. Right, yes. Okay. Season seven. Uh, and and uh, this is their number one, according to Variety. And again, don't shoot us. We're just the messenger. But they say that the comeback from season eight, George so obsessed with getting back at a co-worker who insulted him during a meeting that he flies to Ohio to hit the guy with his jerk store comeback, which, of course, because it's George, totally fails. They say that's, that's the number, number one. one. Yeah. So what's not in there, then, is the art of seduction. What was that one again? Right? That's where uh, the, the, George is getting the photos developed. And uh, and the he thinks the woman's coming on to him, oh, okay. and then the, yeah. the dude does. I always I always thought one of the best was when uh, Jerry couldn't remember the girl's name, but it rhymed with a body part. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Dolores. <laughs> it was classic. But there you go. Variety <laughs> believes that this is the best episode of Seinfeld. You know, George. The ocean called. They're running out of shrimp. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Riley? <laughs> well, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. <laughs> What's the difference? You're their all-time bestseller. <laughs> so with it being December 1st, uh, once again, someone has sat down and figured out the cost of the 12 days of Christmas. Okay. You're thinking, you know what? This year I'm going to do it. I'm going to step in, and I'm going to buy each and every item on the list of the 12 days of Christmas. Right. And, well, like everything else, it's gone up. Of course. Uh, this year it'll cost you $41,205. That's up $2,212. Wow. From two nineteen. Of course, we didn't do it in 2020. Um, yeah. And, and, and that price is just if you buy every group of things once. If you buy things over and over, like the song says, you're closer to one hundred and eighty grand. Okay. But who would need that many? Yeah, you don't need to do that. You know, swans are swimming. And maids milking. Yeah. And you can never probably have enough maids of milking. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> the drummer's drumming would get annoying after a while. They would have to go. Nothing is cheaper, but four things cost the same. The ladies dance and maids of milk and swans are swimming and calling birds. 
the cost of the turtle doves went up 50%, and a geese a laying went up 57%. So the ladies dancing, which I think is important to all the holidays. Right. <laughs> and the maids of milk, and again, you can't have enough. The swans are swimming, and calling birds, all the same price as they were in 2019. Okay. The most expensive thing is the seven swans are swimming. It is the most expensive, even though the price didn't go up. They'll run you thirteen thousand one hundred and twenty-five bucks, or eighteen hundred each. Really? Yeah. The cheapest item on the list is the partridge in the pear tree. All right, it's only twenty bucks. Oh, really? I thought the pear tree would be more expensive. That's how you could eat up twelve uh, Christmases. You could just start with one thing, yeah. And each year, get the next. Although by the year two, you might have to buy a new partridge. I was watching a great bit yesterday of uh, comedian Michael McIntyre. He's British, and he's talking about how, you know, this is the time now where everyone's got to figure out whether or not they're in a Christmas mood or not. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmassy becomes the word. I'm not feeling Christmassy yet. That's right. You know, I don't know if we're into December now. It should hit you anytime soon. Did you, did you feel it in the mall yesterday? No. No. Just no. aggravated. Yeah. It was still, well, because it still more had like the Black Friday stuff going right. on and those sales were continuing. It was, it didn't feel overly Christmassy yet. What were you doing in the mall? You're not a mall shopping guy. No, not normally, but I had to go in and see our friend Tally at Oshawa Jewelry. Oh. Order something up. Well. No, not from Adrian. What are you <laughs> no, kidding me? Not from the woman I that. married, no. the mother of my children. No. Mommy needs a gift. <laughs> So as we get towards the end of the year, of course, you start getting the year in less lists of things. And um, so Webster's Dictionary has uh, shared with us the word of the year, according to them. And the word of the year for 2021 is, and no shock, vaccine. Right. Um, Oxford Dictionary says vax is their word. Of okay. The year. How do they spell that, by the way? V-A-X. Okay. Yeah, see, whenever I am uh, arguing... With a listener, back yeah. and forth in an email, I'll just always go V-A-X-X. Right, yeah. Uh, searches for vaccine were up 601% compared to last year. Runner-up words include insurrection, <laughs> meta, woke, and a cicada showing up on the list. Oh, okay. In 2020, the uh, word of the year was pandemic. Right. So... Yes. Hopefully we can have a nicer word next year. <laughs> but it's not looking like it. How about vacation? Can that be the word of 2022? Dry humping. Oh, wait, that's not one word. <laughs> Speaking of dry humping, not many people are doing that these days. Uh, even though the world is much more stressful than it was, say, 10 years ago, not everything is bad. More people are having sex now than they were oh, 10 years ago. Really? New poll on sexual relations... Only 19% of people said they're not having sex, which is down from 23%. And 5% of people say they're doing it every night. What? Come on. Liars. Absolute yeah. liars. <laughs> Someone asks you a survey. Of course, yeah, every night. Every night, twice. <laughs> um, speaking, out, speaking of frequency, more than a quarter of people said they get it on three to four times a week. Uh, a little more of that than that, say they do it once or twice a week. And uh, about the same as the uh, three or four times a week, but the same number for once or twice a month. Okay. I've done it twice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know that. Let's go back sure. to the dry humping bird. <laughs> I know that. 
for sure. There was a couple of times we actually did that. So anyhow, yeah, it's not all bad. You know, we we thought couples were breaking up and marriages were over when everybody was locked down. And then that those numbers, although they happened in some countries, were higher. Then we thought, oh, my gosh, there's got to be a baby boom. And then that didn't really happen either. Right. Um, but we are we are getting busy. Well, some are. <laughs> Somebody out there is having sex. Bradley Cooper shares this story. He was on with Dax Shepard on uh, his podcast, Armchair Expert. And he says back in 2019, in a subway station in New York City, he was on his way around noon to pick up his daughter from school. And a guy approached him. Well, actually came up from behind. And uh, Bradley says he had his headphones in. He was listening to music. He was just kind of, you know, out strolling, going through the subway. And this guy uh, brushes up behind him, and he thinks, oh, it's somebody who just wants a, a photo, a selfie, a, 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 an autograph. And he turns around, and it's this young guy with a knife pointed at Bradley Cooper, trying to, trying to rob him. So Bradley took, took, uh, took, took off through the subway, and then that caused the attacker to flee the other way. So then Bradley turned around and went after him. Wow. And uh, managed to take a few photos, uh, but at least he wasn't injured. So think the guy good. knew it was Bradley Cooper? I don't know. Well, if you had that flowing hangover hair. Right. I mean, how can you miss that? Yeah, but if you had like a hat on and toque pulled no. down, whatever. Yeah, who knows? Or maybe he's just wearing really nice clothes, looked like he'd have True. something, right? Right. Maybe he should have locked this guy up in the trunk like chow. <laughs> I remember watching that first Hangover movie, which to this day is still one of the funniest <laughs> so movies ever made. It. And I just looked at that Bradley Cooper hair and I just said, I must have that. <laughs> and for a while, I did. It took a lot of work. Um, Will Ferrell used to work with Adam McKay. Now, Adam McKay is his, was his production partner. And okay. Adam McKay's done a ton of stuff. But they really did... Just a boatload of things together. Of course, the website Funny or Die, that's theirs. They also uh, made Anchorman together and Talladega Nights and Step Brothers and Daddy's Home and Get Hard and the campaign. And a couple of stinkers there in Holmes and Watson and Land of the Lost. But, you know, not everything can be a gem. Um, but they haven't spoken since 2019. And uh, McKay uh, finally has revealed why, uh, why that happened. He's been doing an HBO drama about the 1980s L.A. Lakers and Will Ferrell wanted to play the owner, Jerry Buss. But McKay gave the part to their friend, John C. Riley. Uh, he says, I should have called Will, and I didn't. And then Riley did, of course, because Riley's a stand-up guy. And that's the last time they spoke. Will wanted the wow. gig. Adam didn't give it to him. And, Adam, and Will hasn't spoken to him since. They basically had one last conversation where Will said, have a good life. And Adam's like, oh, F me. Ferrell's never going to speak to me again. And they haven't. Really? Yeah. Don't mess with Will Ferrell. He may seem like an elf. He's angry. <laughs> an angry elf. Yeah. You're an angry elf. <laughs> Must be a South Pole elf. That's right. You and your memory of lines. <laughs> it's such a bizarre little trait of yours. For a guy who rarely watches movies, <laughs> that's right. you really do pull well, them out of your arse. I do watch the same ones over that's, and over again. That's, so that's probably be, why. That's got to be the thing. Like elf, I've probably seen 20 times. Yeah. Uh, NBC did something a, a year or so back. It was really good, uh, called Live in Front of a Studio Audience, where they took the Jeffersons and All in the Family, and they brought them back in front of a studio audience, and they had, like, new actors, of course, because the people who played, like, Al, uh, Archie, uh, Bunker and Edith Bunker. Woody Harrelson do it? Passed on. Yeah, Woody Harrelson was Archie. And, like, rave reviews, too, right? He did, he did really well. Marissa Tomei played Edith. Right. Yeah, they were brilliant. Well, this time around, this is interesting. They're doing Facts of Life, and they're doing different strokes. 
So you're going to have uh, Gabriel Union playing Tootie. You're okay. going to have uh, Catherine Hahn play Joe. An actress named Allison Tomel will play Natalie. And Jennifer Aniston will play Blair. Wow. Yeah. And isn't Kevin Hart in the Different Strokes one? That's right. It's Kevin Hart and Damon Wayans as Arnold and Willis. Yeah, he's going to play the Gary Coleman character. That's that should right. be hilarious. And Ann Dowd will play Miss Garrett on both episodes. Yes, that was a crossover, right? Yeah. Now, just before we went on the air, you had a, a funny, uh, a very funny line from Brian Cranston, <laughs> actor Brian Cranston. <laughs> I was just looking through these like memes, great comebacks to yeah. memes. Yeah. And uh, this guy had posted one and said, "Name something white people cook better than black people." Go on, I'll wait. And Brian Cranston actually replied, "Meth." <laughs> rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine, The Rock.